In today's episode of Strike Gold, we talk about influencer marketing. Is it real or is it just a sham? And brand rivalries. Is it worth fighting with other brands? And why do I always feel like I need to have the last word? You don't get the last word. Last word. Last word. Damn it. <laughs> This is Jonathan Khan and Roy Pervarchik, and you're joining us at Strike Gold. This is episode number five. It's a lucky number. It's, it is your lucky number? I think it is. I think it's a lot of people's lucky number. It's just one of those cool numbers. It's like a high five. No, I'm, I think it's just too mainstream to be the... The lucky number? Yeah. And you want to be like a two? No, no, two is also too cheesy. You have to go like to second three place? or seven. I have three no, or seven. No, seven is casino. I don't know. Anyways, getting back to like five. We're episode five. No confusion. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Hey, I want to ask you something. Do you remember last night you texted me and said, hey, meet me tomorrow at this uh, where we record a podcast. I said, hey, can you send me the location again? And, and you basically, what did you say? I, I was like, dude, it's at the same place. It's at Rise. Oh, that's right. You know, Rise, the, the co-working space for all these like fintech companies and stuff. Yeah, so, ah, right, it's because they're hosting us here. Oh, Week yeah. after week. I feel like that was a, like a, like a subliminal message right there. Wink, wink. <laughs> That's right. We don't do sponsors. We do friends with benefits with we, other companies. We don't sell out, so we just jump in? I don't know. I actually, if you notice that Roy's voice is a little slower, it's because he didn't sleep very well. Yeah. And that, and I'm actually digitally making it slower, so I come off looking yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the auto-tune is a whole other thing. But, uh, yeah, I had a rough night because my kid woke up in the middle of the night, and uh, she was vomiting quite hey, a bit. I like to call it she was um, possessed. It was like an exorcism. You don't <laughs> no. sprinkle water on them? Like, you don't do the holy water thing? Actually, we did because she puked over herself, so we had to... Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we sprinkled the water with that shower I, head. I, I, yeah, be, like, hey, guys, if you feel this podcast just went downhill in, like, in uh, 2 minutes, 30 seconds, then uh, vote. Uh, do I not vote? We don't have our votes, but if... Like, you <laughs> upvote know, us. Go on just re- for... Go, upvote my, go, my self-esteem. Go on Reddit. Go on Reddit. Find a lonely thread and upvote that thread. <laughs> That's... <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, so it was a hard night, uh, and then that's it, and we're here. I want to I wanna ask you something. Okay. So yesterday, we did this fun thing, you and I. About we made podcast. our beards touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what God. we do. So this is what we do. Bearded men in, in the darkness and in the shadows, we just touch beards. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. I don't know. I have a lot of weird shit I watch. <laughs> Yeah, but... No, no, no. There are touchbeards.com. <laughs> touchbeards.com. I'm buying that domain now. Um, I, I, I actually think somebody already bought it. Touchbeards.com? Me. No. Uh, no me, <laughs> me just now. Um, no, so, yeah, so yeah. yesterday we did that. We had a meeting about the podcast, vision, stuff like that. And we actually documented the whole thing. Yeah, and but I, I actually, I think... Do you think about it afterwards? What, the documentation or yeah. the fact that we did it? Uh, like, I thought it was really cool. It was like, listen, I, I would have done it a lot less, uh, like, high maintenance. You created this Excel with, like, thousands of tabs, and each tab had, like, a whole thing to it. And I was like, oh, I would just be like, okay, this is the checklist of the five things we need to do when we do the podcast. This is what we need to have in the end material-wise. This is when we're letting it out. And I'd even let 
like I'd print an old school calendar out. Like I'd be like to my wife, can you use the printer in, in your office? Print like three copies of an old school calendar. And like I just write, this is what we release here. This is what we release here. This is what we release here. Blah, blah, blah. But, um, but, but yours be, was a lot more like because, because you didn't we didn't get to go into the promotional tab. Yet. We didn't. There are a lot of that's, tabs we didn't go. I'm actually really scared of the email tab. I don't know why. You shouldn't. It's not what you think I, it's it is. It's always weird to me when like it's not what you think it is. It's really not what you it's think. It's not it what is. I think it is. No. Okay, good, good. Because I, I was um, like saying, what is this email tab? Like we're doing email marketing now. Email marketing freaks me out. Not that I feel like it's wrong to do or it's not something that we should be doing. It's just that it's so old school. What was that you jingling in the background there? Oh, one funny. of one is Roy's many bracelets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has a lot of friendship bracelets. A lot of friends. Um so, no, I just, I think of, like, email and I go, oh, God, like, you know, even if you're doing MailChimp, email it's like a lot of... Email is the best fucking marketing channel No, 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 I get that, I get world. that. I would recommend it to people. I would do all that shit. I'm just, I'm just saying when like, I'm, when I'm thinking of having to do a mailer, I'm like, oh, God damn it. So, I, I think in another episode, we should discuss the, your entire email marketing hate thing, but not now. If you're just joining us now... <laughs> Uh, well, actually, no. If you, this is the first time you're listening to the show or if you just like us reminding you that over and over again. So uh, this is a marketing advice podcast where actually people from startups, tech companies, uh, brands, uh, local fruitmen, sales, salesperson. Sales, fruit salesman? That's like the best business card for like a little yeah, this like, store. Like, hey, I have bananas. Do you want to do want to do want to buy a banana from me? And he calls people up on their like house. banana, banana. Yeah. We have a banana. Banana. <laughs> he calls people up. Hey, uh, I see you have three people in your house holding. I wanted to ask you how, how we now have six bananas. Yeah, no, six sale. bananas on sale. No, but um, um, we get we get questions from people, which is actually really cool. Um, and sometimes they're anonymous. Today, actually, we have a, a question that yeah. comes from an it's anonymous person. It's an interesting person. thing that a lot of the marketers, they, they kind of text or email or whatever, and they give you like, this amazing question about their company. And then at the bottom, it's like, hey, but if you can mention, like, like if you just not, not say my name. So I think half of them like don't want to, because I think strategically, a lot of them, I had this discussion with the beer thing that we had in the other episode. Mm-hmm. So she basically told me, listen, like if people know that I'm asking this question in the market, then other people know that we're struggling with something. They would know what our future plans are, etc. And it actually happened to me yesterday because I went to a client and I was thinking about maybe documenting that meeting as well. And they said, yeah, like we don't care about the information, but you have to release it after we've, we've released the product because we're talking about product launch and we don't want our competitors to know we're launching the product at all. And if it's out there, then... Uh, That's a really dedicated like uh, competitor to kind of follow you to see that's, I think I think, I think that's just like the smart competitor. That, no, it's smart, but they're like really hardcore. If they're like going, who are they using right yeah. now? Oh, it's so like Roy Pervertic. You, like, you know, you know what I really love to do is like you. We talk about a question, then like ten episodes later, we kind of drop the name. <laughs> it's like remember when you nice. answer? It's like remember the co- episode three reference right there. Go back. Right. Second no, uh, three something. It's like now something. dropping the name of the beer company. Um, so anyway, so no, but I I am um, as a marketer. I am not ashamed to ask the questions, um, but I do I do I do understand that it's a strategic point. Some of them say basically, I just want to, like if people would no. Know, I think that also the answers change all the time. You can ask the same question, yeah, and ask but, something else. Yeah, but but they don't want other people to know that that's what they were considering about to do. 
thinking about it. In this specific one, I want you all to understand that I have the same consideration and I ask the same question all the time. Um, it doesn't make you a bad marketer for asking questions. What they just don't want to do is just they want to say, No, if you're doing it for a company and there's some way that the company can understand, oh, they, oh they're doing this for their company, exactly. fine. But at the same time, it, considering these things and, and asking these questions are great. Right. They're, they're worth doing. And so, we appreciate you coming to us and not Google with these questions. Yes, thank you. Google, <laughs> Google's a liar. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of fake news out there for marketers. Um, no, but to be honest, it's it's um, you're going to get an answer from Google that's just the, the normal written answer. And I think we're going to try to express some of the experiences that we right. had. And we have emotional stories as well. Yeah. The Google's just a machine. Um, it has no heart. So the, the question is, uh, from your experience... Does influencer influencer marketing work? Right. Okay. That was the general. That was the general question. And um, and there's you know, and then I think that the best way to frame that is, first of all, do we have any stories of stuff like that? And I have, I have a couple. Um, and then the other thing would be, what would be the do's and don'ts? What kind of things would you aim a person who's going to get involved with influencer marketing to do? So, in if I'm going to start off, basically, I started. I, t- I had a. I had a. I was really into YouTube. I'm really into all these things all the time. I love influencers. And some of the major influencers from Maker Studios, like uh, Shay Carl, Timothy Delegato, um, uh, there's just a whole bunch of these influencers. So I was working at Wix at the time, and I went up and said, we should maybe try some influencer marketing. I saw that Squarespace, which is a competitor to, to Wix, was um, was using Shay Carl, who has like a massive audience, by just turning around and saying he has this little code, gives 10% off, and he had like an account that he could give off to someone. And I was like, oh, this is great. We should go try this out. So I went and I asked if we can go try it out. And they said, yeah, but we don't want to copy the competitor exactly. We should um, try to go for micro uh, influencers, which are like people that have uh, somewhere between 6,000. No, I think it was like 10,000 people who view them. Uh, it was in different verticals. I did the test. It was horrible. We did unique uh, landing pages for each one of the uh, things. We we really tried to get these micro influencers. Even what, did got, you, what did you try to get them to do? We just wanted them to convert. So we turned around and said, like, uh, first of all, we sponsored their episode, right? We get, They got money, and they, the episode was sponsored by us. We had some of these people. So, like, let's say Photography Vertical. We had a person who does, um, like, reviews and talks about photography and whatever, uh, build their own website with the with the thing and talk about the platform and say if they liked it or not. And then we have a link below with like a you know a discounted thing if you come through the landing page. Um, and it, it did it didn't really click like it didn't really move things forward. Um, and then right before the end of the budget that I had for this project, I turned around and said like I'm gonna I'm, I didn't even tell anyone. <laughs> I'm a fucking horrible employee. <laughs> I just, I just said, you know, I'm going to take all this money that we have left over, and I'm just going to blow it on one, like, decent YouTuber. So I got like Dev Traps, I think it's called it. He's like this really cool uh, guy. He does all these like crazy videos that he wants to do. He's like all over, like you see interviews with him all over the place. Um, and I think he just did this video that went viral um, of like this big, I think they're called Zob, Zom, Zob, something like these big inflatable balloons that people go inside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. and they just roll them down this insane mountain. Okay. So he did this video and whatever. And I was like, okay, dude, do you have anything you want to do? Um, that you were like, ah, oh, I would like to do this, but I, you know, I need sponsored video. And, and then we like sent in all this stuff. I think we had the most conversion on that one, but it wasn't, again, it wasn't hugely. 
I love it if like he's, he, you have this creative meeting with him and then you see the video and he's like the video's the weirdest shit ever no, 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 it's, it's ice skating with rocket no, uh, flares I, I, on I, it I, I, like just, I just like imagine like the video comes on so it, he goes into the mic thing weeks and then like that's it yeah that was it <laughs> boom eight thousand no, like, like the best twenty five thousand dollars we've ever spent <laughs> we, <laughs> we built weeks, a landing bro. page underneath it we we had like all these things in our contract that he had to reference the landing page he did it behind the scenes that was even better than the one and we had like banners sent out for the ice skating rink that okay. have wicks on it but again it didn't really have the amount of impact that we wanted um, in comparison to that, when you see like Paris Hilton uh, helping, I can't remember the, the company. What's the company? There's this uh, shop something. No, that's uh, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not Jonathan's Paris, company. Wow. Jonathan uh, Carso. Where did I come with Paris Hilton? Was it like the 90s? Um, no, yeah. So Kim Kim has that whole thing that she does there. Well, Kim is pushing a ton of shit on her. Well, uh, actually, I would I would do a whole episode on on like, Kim. Yeah, 100. percent just all that booty. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I just had to. <laughs> no, that family is like a marketing marvel. But and and they understand millennials better than any other person in the world. But before we go into Kim K, and no, I just think that, friends, that was so like that's Kim really K. cool. Like those influencers uh, campaigns you kind of see. And you're like, uh, oh, so that's I, nice. so I, I can I think you can actually easily recognize a few flaws in your. In your Listen, like, I was campaign. basing off nothing here. You're going. No, <laughs> first of all, I think influencer marketing works, but it has to be really, first of all, segmented in a really good way. Also, it has to look really, really natural. Um, like, for example, I think the best way for musicians to, to do sponsor. Oh, yeah, that was an issue because there's like a big issue with musicians and sellout. So none of them wanted to do this episode. Like, I enjoyed the product or I built the website. None of them wanted to do because that. Because that's... No, of course not. But when you're a musician... It's the other way around. So when a musician wants to promote their song with influencer marketing, the best thing you can do is that you can take... Like, if you're going to the high price, you go to Casey Nice and stuff like that, you just want Casey to put your music in the background of this episode and give you credit at the end. You would see the Spotify thing jumps up like crazy. But what I would do... Like, for example, if I was doing music... I would actually find if let's say I was doing like happy pop or fun rock music. Whatever. Oh, I meant it by the way as a vertical. Like I meant we were targeting no, mar- the, musicians, no, but, and no. we had like like people who are teaching different types of. Uh, yeah, but because for them it's unnatural. Like okay, so when you do influencer marketing, you have to what brands do wrong most of the times that they kind of force the brand onto the 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 way that that person does videos or does whatever marketing that they do versus saying what do you do daily how does your videos look like okay people love that shit how do I add myself as an extra layer so if you're a musician your influencer marketing would be uh, if like I would sponsor if I'm doing like fun music let's call it that way so it's like not, not like depressing rock whatever uh, I don't want to go wait I don't want to go musician I want to go with the company wait because wait these, wait because uh, we're going to get to the company as well I'm going to build it up. So I would basically search for uh, girls on Instagram that has like tons of followers and they do all the funny stories. And I would just like, hey, when you next time you show yourself dancing to a song, put this song in the background yeah, and, and then the, and then just like put a screenshot of your iPhone with uh, with the name of the song on it. That's it. That because that's natural to what she does, right? Yeah, I get but, that. So I would. So for example, I wouldn't. I like for the photographers. I wouldn't go and say, hey. Tell them how you build a website with Wix because that's not nat- natural to him. What I would do is that him saying, hey, I just built my new photography website to showcase my portfolio. I want to share with you how I thought about bringing up like, my content and how I'm promoting myself. And then he would drop every once in a while, well, I just built this with Wix. 
And at the end, he can say he has a coupon code, whatever. But he has to give value with his content. No, no, I get that. At one point, we actually did switch it out to that like thing where I'd have them just... Uh, I would tell them do a whole episode about how to select the right pictures from your portfolio to build a portfolio and then have them build it on, on a Wix thing. And I'm not even sure we actually referenced uh, like go to Wix to create your website or anything like that. We just kind of said... Um, he just has to say, I like my favorite platform was Wix, so I build my yeah, website I built mine on Wix, yeah. That's and it. there's like a link on the bottom if you want right. um, to sign up. Uh, but it, it's and uh, and uh, wait, and also the the major thing is that your influencer has to be really aligned with your target audience. You know what I mean? So like, I'm guessing photographers, you went for freelance photographers, not just like I like a, like yeah. a, like somebody would like Chase Jarvis would have been amazing for that. You know, that he has, like, uh, like hustlers. Yeah, but that's also things. So what, what do you, like, okay, so that's one. One would be to, to understand that they, they're aligned with the target audience you want. But the so other one second, is, are you going for, I want, does it make sense to even invest in micro ones, or does it is it something you need to... It depends on how much budget you have, and depends on what the market is, because the more niche the market, the more micro you're going to get. Um and I, I think so, but I think the way you build it up with them, if it's, I think it's like, if it's like micro. I now give you $80,000, okay? I'm running away. I'm just I know. Take, I, like, I'm never giving you $80,000. i am never going to record you know, like, say, Let's say sixty again. because I remember someone saying like an Instagram image from one of the Kardashians is $60,000, right? That's it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Do you want one now? <laughs> I have a friend who could hook I'm this te- up. I'm texting uh, Kim K. Yeah, she'll be... Uh, actually, I might, it might have been, you know. By the way, when I say Kim K, I right. think about Kim and Kanye, but I just think she makes so much more money of, like, more than him. So I, I actually respect Kim her K enough to say Kim. Name. And with Kanye, I just like, it's K. Whatever. It's K. Like, I'm, it's we're, okay. We're it's bros. okay. We're, I, uh, I, can, I can, yeah, I can so level like, with it. If I give you $60,000 and I told you to make an influencer campaign, would you diversify, uh, I don't know, any startup, basically? That would be. That sounds. I'm kind of okay. So I gotta throw out a startup. I don't know. Like that's how how most companies give you a brief, right? Yeah. Whatever start. Like we do stuff. We do stuff. Please do an influencer campaign. And we want people to use those stuff. Target audience: internet. (laughs) People. Okay, I got one. There's this company that I I I, like a startup that's called like uh, Shopix. Or I think they changed their name at this point. It's also kind of like that thing. What what you basically do is you tag things that you're looking online. You're able to make uh, like. Shopping carts of all these different types of like products, and there you go. That's the one you got sixty thousand dollars, and I turn around and say, "Go make me influencer campaign." Are you splitting it into uh, one influencer, three influencers, fifty influencers? How are you like using this budget correctly? Mm. And is there like a consideration that people should have before they're making that decision? I I think it would actually split to a tons of Instagram fashionista influencers. But you know what I would how ma- like uh, how many so, you you know know, uh, how many so followers I'll, t- I'll tell you no it's uh, it, how micro that's that's the mistake I don't give a shit about how much followers they have so you want them to know their engagement exactly what is that company used to do that uh, every company no but no that, no no the company that, that I, actually helps you I'll see I'll those I'll tell things. you what I really really love what Instagram feature I really love is the one you get uh, to ask people questions now hey ask me anything kind of shit I love it because then when people post the questions they get. You understand their audience. You really get their audience. And so I have a friend. Uh, her name is Elinor Bartel. She used to work for Powtoon. Uh, she's like a, an amazing fashionista. She does like amazing fashion stuff on Instagram. Uh, are you saying she dressed really nice? Or are you saying she actually is a fashionista who does like fashion stuff? 
No, no, she's like, she's like, like she does like all these products. She, oh, she's okay, like, cool. It's like a, not like fashionista, she's going out, she's a hipster. Like, she's really into it. And, and I, always, I always knew people like pay attention. I saw brands paying attention to her. I saw some good engagement. But now that she has that uh, the question thing, I saw it the other day, and you see the p- people are actually asking, hey, where did you buy that mascara? Why did you, where did you buy this? How did you do this? And, and that's the audience that I want. Now, she, I don't think she has as many followers as, uh, I don't know, uh, any random hot girl bikini doing whatever... So I think she has less followers, but they're crazy engaged versus going to somebody who's like maybe super, uh, you know, those Instagram yeah, accounts, I know what you're like the about. babe Instagram there, accounts. There's, yeah. I even, they, I've they, actually heard of, I've met a company that what they do is micro, uh, yeah, micro yeah. influencer thing like that, where they have some woman who's like half naked on most of her Instagram yeah. holding a belt. And then people are like, oh, what is this belt? And she's right. like, oh, I bought it for my boyfriend. And then people are like, oh, I want one for Oh, you me. have a boyfriend, unfollow. Yeah, unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but so, uh, so, but on the other hand, those, I call them Instagram babes. It's kind of not. No, everyone calls it that. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not politically the, correct. But that's what they do because they kind of sell out on them being yeah, hot. It's, it's, and, it's and, but, so, but if I would have promoted like a Fanjoya or whatever, like a whatever party that there is to like. Uh, a Friday night club, I would use them because that's like the type of people that would go to the club. They the engagement they get is like from uh, other girls who like who, who admire them, who would like to go to wherever they go and be like them. And all the guys. Who yeah, are just I was waiting for yeah. you to get to the guys because I don't yeah. know how many girls are going, oh, I admire you for being... Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I, I think... I think People are so weird. Then there's, I think you have both things. I think you have, we sum I, this answer up with: people are so weird. weird. <laughs> Keep that no. in mind. So, so then I think the conversion there would be really good. But I would actually look for the engagement and the type of engagement. So when I saw it in those questions, it'd be like, hey, where do you get this dress? Where do you get the mascara? And I said, okay, all the companies that are sending her free stuff, and she does like the unboxing and reviews. They're on the spot. Because their audience actually cares about that. Well, you and I actually had this discussion about the product from my friend. I don't want to mention the name because you were bummed about it. Um, and we're going to have him on the show sometime. And you're going to, you're, ah, okay, you're going to yeah, say yeah. it to his face. I'm not. One on one. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, um, so you said, well, actually you did it wrong. Because when I post funny stuff on my Instagram, people get like, hey, how did you do it? How did you do it? From tons of people. So that would make you a good influencer for him. I actually think that would make you a better influencer for him than Kim K. Why? Because people would ask Kim K about her fashion, about uh, lifestyle. They wouldn't ask her about the what app are you using to take that photo. And you have to understand like what's the engagement that the influencer has versus oh we have so many followers. Who the fuck cares about how many followers we have, right? Like you can you can literally have. No, I also I recognize also when I was watching like uh, Shay Carl. I don't know if you know Shay Carl. Shay Carl is like bit. this. He was this uh, family guy and blah, 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 blah. It was like this really nice family and everyone just wanted to be adopted by him. Um, and then he had like a scandal. So like now it's like it's hard to even watch. But like generally he, he was this like awesome, awesome guy. And he like loved these candles, like these Yankee candles. Mm-hmm. And and like you saw videos where he's like sniffing the candles and whatever. And then at one point they got a box of candles. Then he opened up the box and he was so excited about the candles. And then he goes like he just started showing all the different flavors of candles. That was way more effective right. than anything because else. It ha- again, every th- this is what marketers never get about social media in general. It has to be native to the platform. It has to be native to how people behave. Not uh, like the, the, wow, Coca-Cola is amazing. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. But having somebody 
uh, an influencer at their house in a video and they're cooking whatever shit on the kitchen and you see like there's tons of Coca-Cola in the background because like that person is obsessed with it, mm. that would work better. If that person two episodes later would wear a Coca-Cola t-shirt and you have to build it up. It's, so yeah, yeah, it needs to be built up. It's not one. Exactly. That's also it's another in, interesting it's in thing. the narrative. Right? That's an interesting thing also because it's not it's not one thing. It's not a one-off thing. You got to kind of create a, a, a sequence of different things right. to kind of lead you in. It's like subliminally helping you understand this connection to whatever brand it is. Right, which is like a whole different than what advertising used to be, where you say, hey, I just want um, an influencer to talk about, like, like in the 90s, 2000, when you talk about billboards, you know what, more than, I think more than digital, what people basically say, hey, you take this face, take this product, and just push it, and it's going to be okay. So Justin Bieber can promote whatever, I don't know. No, I get it. It was and, and we now, didn't wait, have the now, insight that we have nowadays into no, celebrities' it's, it's the world and, and also influencers' a, world. No, also there's a huge difference between seeing a billboard with a face and a brand versus behavior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you have like uh, what's his name, the James Bond guy, or George Clooney with a watch on the advertising like on a billboard, it still has that sex appeal. But when, but when you watch the same thing on Instagram, yeah, but I'm telling they're a character. Yeah, it's a little different. I no, mean, you're looking at these influencers. So, no, but if I would want to work with them as an influencer now on their Instagram, whatever, I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be like George, like posing like this with a watch for five hours, right? It would be some. It would be what I would actually do is that I would I would document like I would do a day Their photo shoot. No, I would yeah or no no I would actually getting a watch or whatever. No, I would actually do a day in the life of George Clooney as an as a YouTube episode, and throughout the episode, three different people would ask him where's the watch from. Like in a cool, cool conversation, oh, yeah. I like your watch. Where's nice it from? Watch. Yeah. And I would do it like a few times. That's what I would do. Just light touches. Like a normal interaction. All right. So I think the answer to that question is that yeah, it's it's um, it, it does work. You just need to know what you're doing. Uh, you you need to be able to make the right decisions according to, you know, being loyal to the way that their 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 users are accepting the information, being able to. Uh, understand that it's not a one-off thing. It's not a picture that you're just yeah. going to put up and that's it. You got to have some sort of a dialogue. There's some sort of a discussion. Um, I would I would say focus on uh, verticals. Okay. Of where your audience where your audience is actually looking for and what they're looking and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Look for engagement more than followers, and make sure that what you're trying to do is native to the behavior of that influencer and is native to how things work versus pushing things too hard cool okay. I think we answered it anonymous I hope you're happy if so like subscribe no. <laughs> um, we, I hope we get uh, like anonymous shares and anonymous equity. we just need anonymous to just do stuff all you anonymous is please yeah. go by the way I would love it if the like, marketers would just not be shy about this and just like be hey my name is this from company Y. I, I get why big companies wouldn't want to do it. I think yeah, like younger companies, brand, but just yeah, younger like younger companies go at it. Say your name, like you can you can actually no, even, get even some free promo here because we're gonna say what company you're at and nobody's ever heard about your company. That's, no one's ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> I saw your analytics. No, but there's I no traffic there. We, we Zero don't. branded searches. <laughs> we did your SEO. Nobody was looking. No, just kidding. But I also <laughs> think just as a marketer. If you're not asking these questions, you're not doing your job. So, right. so just, yeah, feel free. It's not... It's not we're, we're like the Oprah of the marketing world. That's right. Look under your chair right now. <laughs> you get an uh, influencer. You, you get, get an influencer. <laughs> you get an influencer. Okay, so now I'm going to jump to a little bit of a different thing. Because, like, okay, so I, I, as you know, I 
consume con- all this like content. I love watching videos and stuff like that. And I, I kind of I, I watched this video of um, it was uh, Fifty Cents. He was on Fifty. Did you hear that? Fifty. It was Fifty Cents. He was on. He was on like some sort of uh, interview, or whatever, and they were just talking about rivalries, like all these rivalries of one rapper who fights with another one, the East Coast, West Coast kind of thing. And he was kind of going into the concept of how you know it's all it's all promotional. It's all it's all there's no real beef. It's all about really just like helping push each other forward and and make more of a name for yourself. It just kind of and also like I think that's genius. So you see it really really well. Kevin Hart has this new um, this new kind of like show about fitness. And I was watching the first two episodes, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. Kevin Hart takes one of the comedians or someone with him, and they go do fitness. And it was nice. But when when Kevin Hart added to this this element, this show, a competition in the end, it all of a sudden became, like, really engaging. Like, you needed that. We all want to see a fight. We, that might be a flaw with us, but we all want to see a fight. So... I was watching that, and then I was going into adverts and stuff that I usually look at, and all of a sudden I started seeing, like, the Burger King uh, adverts um, in rivalry against McDonald's and and Wendy's Amazing Tweets. Uh, if you don't know about Wendy's Amazing Tweets, please go check them out. They are genius. They are all over the place. They know exactly what to do. Um, and I kind of started wondering, can we – is this something you would suggest to a brand to do? Would you Would you tell them to embrace it? What, what what would you tell someone who's either going through a rivalry or considering saying something to a competitor on on social as a brand, obviously? Yeah, I think it has to do a lot with two major things: brand identity and brand power. I'll explain. Yeah, please explain. That was like you're just bringing out you're making up words. Mic drop. <laughs> you're just making up. You're just making up. And brand superhero Hero power. Uh, so when I talk about brand identity, what I mean is for a brand to go, like rivalry has to do a lot with emotions. Like if you don't love one brand versus the other, you don't care about none. You know what I mean? Like, um, like if I don't, if I don't care about your brand, I don't care enough to protect your brand. And then, yeah, but everyone enjoys a fight. Yeah, not so. Even if you let's say you did, you pay some PR to kind of throw out the piece that these guys are, are these companies yeah, are but, fighting. Uh, I think. I mean, I'm not talking about really small startups. I'm talking about you have a user base. You have people who are using your uh, product. It's not about a user base. It's about emotion about your for your. You're product. saying loyalty to your product. Loyalty to your product. So also, like your brand has to have such strong characteristics that you can go one against each other. Um, it, what it, about like lemonade against something else? Like I don't know, Geico. Gecko is huge, and their marketing is great, but also Lemonade is actually really cool. And yeah, they have, like, a loyalty. I, I, I wouldn't do it because I, uh, because nobody, like, none of these brands are in a position where somebody loves that brand. We love them as marketers. That's and, true. And, you, and Lemonade users love it because the product is good, but you're not going to see a heated debate over, like, dude, you're using Lemonade, that guy. You're not going to see that. I think, like, the, the one who pulled it off the best way, obviously for like 100 years now. It's like Apple. They did it the first with uh, Microsoft. And the reason it worked so well because you had like this Mac guy, Microsoft guy, like PC guy. Uh, okay. And it had like really emotion, like what kind of person am I? And you, but you, when you're defending an iPhone, you're not defending the iPhone, you're defending the kind of person you think you yeah. are. 
No, because that's what they define you with the brand. They're like right. saying, if you're an Apple user, you're a musician, that, an artist, that, yeah, a designer. But, but so that, that can easily come after like a thing different campaign. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have this and you can segue to that. And then you see it now with like uh, iPhone versus Android phones. So it's so those are all like kind of fake. Kind of connected anyways yeah, to each I, I mean, other. I mean, Microsoft bought, bought like a huge chunk of Apple to say, to help save it. People think that for Apple to win, Microsoft has to lose. It doesn't work that way. And with Samsung, you know, like Samsung actually, I think they actually manufacture like half of the components of an yeah. iPhone. There's always those things when they open And they up have a lawsuit. Like, the screen and have, is all Samsung. Yeah, and they have like this lawsuit, but eventually business is business. And I think you have, to, like, when you go to, you mentioned earlier uh, in the previous conversation, like Wendy's versus McDonald's yeah. versus Burger King. Burger King is yeah, amazing but, at this. Yeah, but if you... Wendy's if, too. Yeah, but Sorry. If, <laughs> if you notice that, we're, I think Wendy's is, be- Wendy's is better because they have more identity than Burger King. Yeah, no, Wendy's is better because they're the, whoever's managing that is really but great. But it's because the brand itself has much more... Uh, really? Yeah. I think, like, okay... Burger King is more well-known... Wendy's has much more character to begin with. Okay, interesting. If uh, if okay, so I'll I'll give you the uh, this is one of the It's funny that we could do like a food list based on branding. So like Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's where you theoretically could, uh, in the market but, you would assume it's the other way around. Listen, it's like but, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Yeah, but uh so uh, this is like one on one in branding I think because McDonald's has this is where Burger King lost by the way. McDonald's has uh, a very um figured out segment of mostly in the, in the US more than in Israel it's like family with kids and like a like a whole family kind of place you have the play places yeah and when and and what happened is that instead of recognizing that teenagers wouldn't want to hang out where kids are at Burger King kept going after the same segment so they became like this huge number two but in a very uh, big distance of like in terms of revenue etc and the brand was never as big as McDonald's because they were going over the se- like Burger King never differentiated themselves in the market versus Wendy's, which Wendy's is for teenagers. It's not for kids. Like if, every time you like watch a funny, uh, like a sitcom or like a funny sh- uh, movie, like Wendy's is where you get all the weird sexual experiences in the parking lot or something like that. That's how they reference yeah. it. And that's like a very strong brand identity, which means that when you're at certain age, you feel something towards that brand because it's like very distinguished, which Burger King is like, had like they had a better timing i guess but you don't care about burger king yeah but well, what the ads i kind of do but generally yeah speaking, so now they're building the no, now, ads now, and stuff like yeah, that they're just but genius. now they're building it up but the reason it's, it doesn't explode to be such a huge thing is because nobody has emotion right now towards burger king versus okay so that's McDonald's. interesting because i was going to ask you i was going to say okay so when we bring up all these big brands so that's to say only if my brand is that massive do it's, i have it's a, not massive it's not it's about emotion. massive it's emotion uh, and I think I think the, I read this interesting article about Apple. Uh, do you know who Ken Segel is? So he was one. He was one of the people in charge or involved with the uh, uh, 1984. Uh, the th- sorry, the Think Different Apple commercial. And he actually wrote this book about Apple called Insanely Simple. And he's been working with them uh, from his ad agency for years. He was one of like, the most uh, legacy advertisers working with them. Like it's a, possible, ad, I know. Adver- I just, I'm really ad, bad advertising with agency. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so and he said that Apple right now is losing its identity, and he said it because all their commercials right now are very feature focused. 
Okay. You see the the Apple like this, the watch, the app, the whatever. Okay. And versus old Apple, which would be about emotion. What does it make you when you use your phone? If you think about the the original iPod commercials with the silhouettes, even that was like a, that that showed who you are. They it built like a with the white earphones. Yeah. You, they, you had a whole thing. Now it's like. Feature versus feature. And what Ken, what Ken Segel says, which is really, really smart, he says, like, in today's mature uh, smartphone world, where it's, like, feature feature doesn't matter. Android has the same features as the iPhone by now. And the Apple has the same features as every Android phone. Maybe some different tweaks, better experience, lesser experience, doesn't so, matter. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the commercials because, I'm, I, again, I like Think about the home. The, have you the, seen the HomePod commercial? Yeah, of course. From Spike Lee? Yeah, yeah. So that's it's a, not Spike Lee, it's Spike Jones. Spike Jones, sorry. Spike Jones, sorry. So that's an amazing commercial because it has so much vibe and it has so no, much character No, it's incredible. And I, it. I actually showed it in a presentation and expressed to people, like, there's only eight seconds where you actually see the product. Right. It's all about the emotion. In comparison to and that, wait, I'm and thinking the, about and the, the artist that they chose and the music they chose. Oh, yeah, it was chose, really good. Everything was like, it's, it's like if you're the that Brooklyn dancer, hipster. Did you see the behind the scenes? It's really yeah. nice. It's really if, cool. if you're that Brooklyn dan- person, that hipster, you know who Spike Jones is. You love his work. You know that artist. You love their work. The whole commercial is so, it's, it's, it's not even a commercial. It's just a piece of art. Yeah, it's a piece of art. Versus the... Hey I'm Siri, can we? And then no, no, I'm thinking about the. Uh, would that be versus the, uh, the the ad that they did for uh, portrait pictures, where they that's a feature completely. What the hell was that? <laughs> the Apple heard us. Holy crap! Yeah. Oh my god! It's because we said hey, like say hey Siri, when you say oh, hey it's Siri. on my phone. Yeah. Okay, so that was weird. I hope it doesn't cut the recording. God, that is so scary. Anyways, um, versus the Apple comp- uh, the commercial, what they do about portrait, where they show a whole set being set up for a, a, like a photography portrait photo, yeah. and then she walks off into another area and takes a photo uh, with her own phone, and you see that she does a portrait. So that's picture. a bad So that's, that's a, bad commercial. a bad one. Yeah, you know what? You know what we I mean, mean, I like the commercial itself, but I definitely recognize the difference between the amount of motion. Right. This one had like 100% emotion, yeah. and the, photo- I'll the photo tell you was I'll like, tell you what it would be amazing. Ah, it's logic against emotion. That's what it is. Yeah. It's logic against I'll, emotion. I'll tell you, like an amazing commercial for the camera would have been setting time in like 2000, 30-something, 40-something, and you'd see them with their kid looking at his baby photos, and then you see them looking back, it was all taken with the iPhone. Or you know what you do? I got it, I got it. Like, what you would probably like he's, do is... Like he's 18 take, now, no, watching you, his kid's photo. You go, you go past... You go past because the older cameras that we used to have were, were better lenses and they would do that thing where it's blurred background and right. focus. So you have all these beautiful pictures that the father took and let's say he's a photographer, he's taking pictures of his family and taking pictures of things yeah. and you have all this emotion building up from that and then all of a sudden uh, the son is in college or high school and he's in the photography gr- group and he he's showing off his pictures. Yeah. And you see, like, the dad is, like, really impressed. And then the, the, it's the son does, a, like, a picture of his dad with uh, with the portrait. Exactly. Like, that would be it. So exactly. you feel that emotion in the beginning. You kind of feed that into the exactly. later one. Or, you have the reference to retro. You have the retro. Like, exactly. The and if you want to target, like, older audiences, what I would do is, like, you see you see this person in, like, 1980-something, 70, end of the 70s, and, they're, and, they're, and their dad is, like, with a phone, the video, older video, like 8-inch. Like uh, yeah, uh, what is it? 8-millimeter. Yeah, millimeter video millimeter camera. Thing. Yeah, and then you see it evolving to the, uh, uh, what's the, oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not that VHS? young. VHS? Yeah, I'm not that young that I you should have the, You have the yeah, you, you see beta tapes, you see, the VHS. You, you, see, uh, you see that person. Being documented by his dad, and then and and you see it every time the camera changes, and then you see that person which is now old enough and he has his own first kid, and he does it with the iPhone, and you see the iPhone changes, 
And but he documented, you know. This it, all reminds me of this. Uh, there was a Reebok commercial. It was fucking genius. I think it was Reebok. I think it was yeah. I think it is because CrossFit is Reebok right now. They have that whole yeah. Connection. So Reebok commercial. Little girl goes into mom's closet. Very you know. We feel very comfortable with this whole thing where like a little girl's gonna put on the heels of her mom right. and she, and she goes puts to get, on like, like the shoes. shoes. Yeah, did you see this one? No. So but she I, goes. She like she pulls out like the boxes, and she starts putting on these sneakers. Like she's not finding heels; she's finding sneakers. Uh, that's and each amazing. One of them, she finds pictures of the CrossFit or the event that her mom did with ah, those shoes. That's amazing. And then the mom comes in dressed kind of like in her sports fit, like kind of outfit with her Reebok shoes, and sees her daughter trying on the different like sneakers. Ah, that's a great. It was a one great for ad. It was fantastic, and it just kind of failed. Felt like the whole emotion. It kind of took that story and upgraded it, and took you to the new age mom and the. That's perfect. Yeah. I th- I think it would have been more perfect if the, if it had the high heels next to the thing and she would try both. I think there was something like that. Yeah, because, there was like because, a, maybe there was high because, heels just because then it wouldn't be like either either or either. But it was it very be, cool to like to have that. This, I agree. All the closet was sneakers in the inside. I agree. Sneakers, I, sneakers, I, sneakers, I think sneakers. by the way, I think right now there's a huge uh, advertising kind of gap where brands should really focus on doing dad and kid commercials, emotional commercials. Okay. Because there's not much of them right now, still. And you can actually do the first ones that are getting the highest resonance. So you're saying, and this is actually interesting also, because I I kind of created this project when I was at Wix where I said, let's do a Father's Day campaign. Like, let's actually create no, a No, but I, I don't want to, no, Father's Day is a problem with that. To begin Why? With, because it's already a special day. I'm looking for the dad doing laundry. I'm looking for the dad playing with the, with his kids picking them up from school. Those commercials... Because we watched that, like, there was Mother Day ads has a whole thing. Yeah, but... but and that, Father's but, Day didn't really yeah, have but, that. But, but you're saying, like... I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm... Like, I'm, lightly. Yeah. Just like the same thing we did with the, with the uh, influencer. Just kind of, like, start hinting it in there. I, 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 I think the first kind of, let's say, I want to say really home-centric brand. I don't know. It's like It can be either... Like Tide or whatever, though Tide are crushing it with the new commercials. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, the Super Bowl one was yeah. just yeah, that wow. was that was beautiful. But kudos on that one. Um, so I would want to have like a Tide or some food brand, like like something you cook at home, but not something that is like a microwave thing where like you can't like don't cook, put it in the microwave. Yeah, I'm talking about things that that were originally up until now would be like very women focused. Do it with a man, make it natural. Don't make it this into a fuss like you're this yeah. guys. I don't want to make it look like I, something yeah, I, I another, don't, another I, day, not yeah, a big deal. I, I don't want yeah, like I don't want the twist at the end where he does something super manly because he has to I just want a real thing. Like as a dad, yeah. as an involved dad. I'm doing that now. Picking, I cook at home, not yeah. my wife. So like so they pick it, pick your kid from school and you know what I would actually also want to do it, I would say not with a daughter, but with his son. Because I think people are already kind of playing the daughter-father thing yeah. because that's emotions like, ah, oh, it's a little princess. It's really easy to target. I want like the, the regular thing for a second and I think, and you create those magical moments with your son, not your daughter, which is also amazing, but, and and I think the first brands that would really capitalize on that. I think the difference is like a father-daughter relationship is a, aww. Yeah, you have, and the, a father-son relationship is like, a, like more, more stri- yeah. it's more a strict kind of thing. Right. I'm meant to educate you because I understand where you're coming right. from. So like I have to be more solid with you, but you also yeah. kind of have to create those father son moments. So yeah, and there's definitely. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Of there's course. a lot of them. I take my kids each day to kindergarten. So my thing with when I go with my son alone to kindergarten to first grade, now he's going to second. Uh, when we're walking with him, we're like talking about life. We're like having these like moments yeah. where we're discussing how to look at things and perspective and and all the interesting stuff. Yeah, 
And I think the first brands right now that would actually capture that, uh, that narrative in an emotional way, don't try to make you into like this, but after a kid goes to sleep, he goes to play soccer and, and drink beer with friends. Just like make this very natural. I think they would crush You're saying it. metrosexual. I would actually kill the term metrosexual. It's just like fucking being a man. Own yeah. up. It's like you being have a, man a kid. Nowadays own is, up. Is, yeah. yeah. Owning up as a man is not like, oh, I'm going to have beer, fuck my kids. It's so funny, by the way, that we're going to get to like this point where we're like saying, you know, the whole argument of the human and it's uh, what I mean, woman, why uh, is it a human? No. But like, that's what it is. It's like, you know, it's it, we consider that because of the way we were raised by our parents that that's being in touch with your feminine side or that's being yeah. more and that it's shit. It's shit. Because right. like I don't cook because I'm more in touch with my feminine side. It's actually I cook because I'm more in touch with my creative side. Right. And I enjoy that that experience. Um it, uh, but I get it. But like the metrosexual one is just a way to explain to people from from our I, generation I, I, or before what that means. Yeah, I th- I th- I think it was invented to give like a man- pass for men to wear totes. <laughs> No, but in a way, it was, it was like, oh, it, it, you you had to create a term to be trendy so people would feel comfortable with doing yeah. this thing. It's, like, it's still a man thing. It's called... Yeah. It's called metrosexual. Yeah, this is how, by the way, this is how pathetic Macho men... Sexual. No, this is how pathetic men are. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's but like... we also pick no, on each other. We've been ra- raised to pick on each other for everything. Yeah. You and I both kind of, like, dress um, a little more... Uh, if you're Instagram feminine, live, you see us making yeah. our, our apnea right now, so... No, but, <laughs> We're completely naked. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, we the dress... The only way to podcast, man. People kind of turn around and say, oh, they say gay or this because you're doing this or, yeah. you know, and it's it's not, it's just not relevant anymore. I, it's thing. it's dark and stupid. Yeah. It's just not, um, not relevant. But so, uh, either way, so I think the brand rivalry thing, it has to have, like, hip hop, for example, has a lot of emotion into it because it's a lot about where you grew up, where you come from. Oh, it's Compton. It, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obviously. 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 No, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm just, um, I'm a Jew from Brooklyn. Uh, so, like, there's so much emotion. Before even you go to the rapper or the hip-hop artist itself, there's so much emotion. Where you come from, uh, where you've been. Nice. Cut, <laughs> cut, 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 uh, cut uh, I one joke. Started at the street. No, no, no. Yeah, started at the bottom. Now we're here. Down here, yeah. No, yeah. but there's so, there's so much legacy behind it that there's already emotion built in. It doesn't matter who you are, almost. And you can and you can kind of leverage. That's that. interesting. If you have a self brand, if you're doing self brand thing, would that be worth? At one point, it would. Right? Yeah, but that's so what wait, you're saying. So what? What Forget I forget rapper. Wait. If if it's like your brand, just take it. I give it another like five notches. Give mine fifteen because I think I need at least ten to get to where you are right now. But then we take that and that, and then you have a rivalry there that's just open on social. Ah, I did this actually in 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 Wix. There was a guy who was known for being very creative and fun. His name was uh, Tal Raviv. He actually okay. left Wix before me, and I consider that a win. And I, one day, uh, I, I did something. I created this thing that I thought was so genius. It was at Wix. I created a group on The Pulse, which is now Monday, which was called uh, Hashtag Wix Problems, where it was just meant to be, like, places where people could wick, uh, like laugh at Wix for how great it is. Like, people complain, like, oh, my God, there's no 2% milk, and you open mm. the fridge, and there's 50 different like types of milk. Like the high tech thing in Israel. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So I did this thing on, on the Pulse, and I, I just wanted to kind of create a culture and fun. And then people started saying, oh, yeah, did you see that group that Tower Aviv made? And I was like, mother... Uh, <laughs> so then we, I, I called them my arch nemesis, and it was mm. my thing. So Okay, so, wait, so there's, a, there's, there's another angle which is interesting. And this is something you can implement, but it's like micro moments. Okay. So um, there's a book called The Secrets 
You read uh, a lot, man. Yeah. I uh, I read this like a five, six years ago. The Secret of... Uh, so you did like all your reading uh, The Steve once. Jobs presentation kind of thing. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, and <laughs> he basically said that at one point you should create a rivalry within your uh, within your keynote when you do it. And he said like... And so you basically you need to pick up like a bad person versus a good person. So a bad person could be like a bad user experience. It could be like a bad feature. Okay. Privacy versus non-privacy. Anything like that could be like a rivalry you do. So you can leverage this uh, in like small amounts and you, uh, when you, but it has to be very focused. For me, I did. I, I think I was kind of an asshole at that time. I like I'm still an asshole, but that specific. We're all assholes. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, just trying to hide it. So I I I have this talk at the junction was like a panel marketing panel, with uh, four other five people, who were uh, other agencies marketers growth whatever. And the people I love, I know them, I drink beer with them, I appreciate them. And at one point, it was a heated debate about different social media stuff. And I just, I, I just felt like I needed to win this. I got competitive. And when I get competitive, I just want to crush everyone. I don't care. Uh, so, uh, so what I did is I, I said, like, wait, before we go on with this social media discussion and what you should use, et cetera, tactics, let's try this because I just want to map the room. And I turned to the panel and said, like, you guys, let's all do this together. You guys involved. How many of you are using Facebook day-to-day as a person? Everybody raises their hand. How many of you are using Twitter, but not as, like, automatically, just, like, really going to it? Like, the room kind of dies down. The marketers next to me also, like, two of them don't raise their hand. Like, how many of you have, you, have been really heavy on Snapchat trying to kind of grow your fan base? Like, nobody raises their hand. And I turn to the panel, and it's like, wait, so you're all here defending Twitter versus this, but none of you are doing this. You've never done it for yourself, and you're oh, pitching you it to somebody douche. else. And I was like, if you go to, and I said, like, that's the difference, because if you go to my Snapchat account or Instagram, I'm there. I'm struggling with the shit, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm building my followership. So I know all the Snapchat shit because I'm doing it. Versus you guys, which I guess read articles or whatever you do, but you never tried it. And if, if, if Snapchat oh, is such a great snap. marketing channel that you're defending it right now, is like, if you're such an advanced person, why aren't you using it for your brand? Why aren't you going Snapchat every day and doing shit? Like either you either you think you have better channels that's working for you, and then and then start pushing it to your fucking clients. You, you don't believe in that. Son of a bitch. And then so that's great. And those are people <laughs> I love. I just right? also want to point out that we met on Snapchat. Yeah. Like that was it. We kind of like contacted only after five pictures. Like we did a face picture to each other, and that was it. Pics, just, but yeah, and we're like, we look similar. Well, yeah. let's meet <laughs> and touch beards. <laughs> no, like we look similar. Send me your face now. <laughs> See how you look like. Uh, that was yeah, but it was us. To, like I was there because I wanted to understand how the platform was working, what was exactly. happening. I I didn't like for me when story. I was a little bit before story. Story was starting, and then yeah, I was, was like, yes, and then I was, this was cool. I can do this. Um, because sexting, I'm married for nine years, is not going to help me. Yeah. Um, so, that, that, and that was the end of our time. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the uh, session. Thank you. Uh, next time. No, okay. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, there was uh, just trying to understand how to how to market, how what's happening right. there, and understand that what was going on with Discover and all this stuff. Yeah. So it started, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. So so for me, I, cr- I created this, like, kind of mini rivalry right there. Which I love these people. These people that I don't continue fighting with. I appreciate their work. I admire some like, of their work. Yeah, but step that, up. Yeah, but that nice. for me it was like basically what it is like practitioner versus salesperson. And I was like, I don't care about selling like our product. I didn't even talk about my agency or what I do. I was just like, I don't care about selling you Snapchat. I actually just use it, and I want to share my experience versus you guys, which you don't use any of your social media channels, and you're trying to pitch me them as if they were good. Yeah, and like you don't know how to grow a Snapchat channel. God damn. 
but that's so but it wasn't like a brand rivalry and and what but what you can leverage is the emotion of like practitioner i mean that, that the biggest fear somebody has no, when they go to a marketer or when they go to an agency is like do they actually know what they're talking about or they're bullshitting me and and that's the biggest fear every company in the world that pays somebody else to do the work is like do, are are they a professional yeah and what i could masquerade up and what i could bring in is like practitioner know what i'm doing versus they're trying to sell your product. No, I think that's that's the main thing with the rivalry when you're doing it personally. It's kind of like you push each other to be better. That's yeah. the idea. There's a whole series on Netflix called Genius where it's all hmm. about how the you know if Steve Jobs and uh, and Bill Gates weren't at the same time, that rivalry wouldn't have invented in us changing in changing the world for yeah. us. You know. All right. So that just was like, our podcast. Just like uh, Smith and uh, Watson at the time. <laughs> Yes, that's actually there was. There's like a whole bunch of the okay. I so, don't know how they solve that rivalry, right? No, I don't. I don't with a gun. No, uh, just kidding. Nice <laughs> and cult. Uh, so, so yeah. So this was our podcast episode five. Um, yeah. I we answered a question. So we, yeah. we talked about stuff. Um, yeah. So awesome. basically, if you see, so if you see another influencer, fight with them. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's like, that's to, the lesson to, learned. to sum up the podcast. Kim like, K, I'm coming. <laughs> no, sorry. Kim K vs uh, versus uh, I want to say Paris Hilton because you said it before. But yeah. Wow. I don't think I, I don't, don't, I don't I think it's a fight that. anymore. I'm I think so sorry. it's just like uh, that was weird. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't know where I even get to that name. I haven't even seen her in a while. Nobody has. My God. Anyways, um, so thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like this, please share, subscribe, uh, rank, uh, rank us. We want rate us. Put us, put us on top. Put us. Yeah. Where we need to be. Give us, give us those five stars. You know, give us what you can. I mean, you got five stars in your pocket. Feel free to just you know put those five stars all on us. And uh, you go in a casino and you get like rating stars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like don't, these are the don't stars you got. Stars in one place. <laughs> no, no, um, but. But seriously, we've been getting some amazing responses from you, and we really like the questions, and we really like the the, the compliments. Yeah, and the I, fame I, that comes with running a podcast. Yeah, is yeah. amazing. It's insane. Um, I, I, I went to the Bellboy the other day, and I got a seat just like that. Just because you use your voice. I just came and said, hey, do you know Straight Gold? And he, that's, said, and, and he said... That's why I don't go to places. I just call in now. I just uh, call. I'd like to reserve so, a table. Oh, now. Are you that voice? Yeah. yeah. So I just went in. I was like, hey, I'm the guy from Straight Gold. And mm. they're like, what's your name? Roy, did you have a reservation? No. Yeah, you can walk right in. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, like I <laughs> like, don't think they hear. It happens with me in coffee shops. I'm like, can I? Can I? At Starbucks. Yeah, can yeah. I get a I'm coffee? Strike gold. Can I sit here? And they're like, right. you can sit anywhere you want. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, if it's available. It's a, yeah, but can I? Can you get that guy to stand up so I can sit there? No, he'll no. get up in about ten minutes. <laughs> oh. Uh, like you say your name. You say like the podcast name is Starbucks, and you get like stroke gold. <laughs> <laughs> Strikey old. <laughs> Strikey old. Um, anyway, so thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back at you in a, another week. Yeah, n- every Monday, like a every clock. Monday, like a clock? <laughs> clock is a weird word. Like a clock. Like a clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much. And outro music is coming in in three, two, one. <laughs>